0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Cause we ain't nothing but some green joint G's. We ain't nothing but some
0: G's. Yeah. G's on the podcast.
1: again with the Outsiders Boxing Podcast, coming to you live October 14, 2018. How the fuck's everybody doing? Pretty good week thus far. Crazy things happening in this sport of boxing, as always. A lot of news and t- topics to bring up today. Um, But, you know, this is a regular Sunday for me chilling at home and enjoying some football. Uh, yeah, even though my parlay got fucked thanks to the Chicago Bears against the Miami Dolphins. Unexpected shit in football is really crazy. Um, but nonetheless, had a, a a good weekend, enjoying the day, lazy Sunday. Beautiful California weather, can't complain, nothing but rainbows and sunshine out here with about 73-degree weather. Very lovely day out thus far. Um, but as I mentioned, we got a whole lot of things going on to talk about. Uh, but before we get to all of the boxing stuff and all that, I want to take it to my man who I believe is back home in Houston, Texas and had a little bit of a, a shakeup on his way back home coming from Omaha, Nebraska, as he was in attendance uh, the night before. Uh, I believe he said he got there Friday. So we had uh Outsiders Boxing Podcast in the building for Terrence Crawford and Jose Benavidez. Um, Willa had some pretty good content, sent me a, a video message. When uh, the whole thing went down and hit the Internet, Everybody was showing at the weigh-in. Terence Crawford throwing that punch that almost hit Jose Benavidez that could have canceled the fight or costed her money, all that good stuff. Uh, Willa was on it on the spot and uh, ahead of uh, those who put it out there. So we had guys on the spot. But Willa, what's going on in uh, in Houston, Texas, man? You're back home and everything's all good. Well, what happened with this uh, this message you sent me not too long ago saying you thought it was over?
0: Oh yeah, man! First off, uh, good day to everybody. Um, like you said, I'm back out here in Houston. Uh, woke up this morning in Omaha. It's snowing sideways, snow everywhere. Get back. It's 90 degrees back at home. So great to be back at home, man. Yeah. Hey, on the way, on the way back, man. We had a scare. Um, I just we we were supposed to be at Houston at like two o'clock. Two o'clock rolls around and we're just it seems like we're just circling, circling, circling. And we're like, Alright, I'm wondering what the hell's going on. We're circling for about thirty minutes. Captain comes on, like, hey guys, uh, we got something wrong with our with our brake system. Uh we're trying to figure out what we need to do. Y'all get ready for emergency landing. Oh shit. So we so they come out, they give us a little thing like, hey, this island, we need y'all to sit. We're going to do like this, you know, this crazy stop. So y'all got to be, everybody's got to be braced up. You know, they're, I'm, I usually sit in the exit row because they got a little more space. So the ladies come in like, hey, are y'all sure? You know, make sure you read it because, hey, this can, you know, it might be going down. Some ladies, right. you know, they're crying. People are out there, you know, people got a little tears in their eyes. Like it could be over. Wow. I text the fam, like, hey, guys, something's wrong with the plane. This is it. Hey, I love you guys. We'll see what happens. But, you know, after about an hour just going around and flying around, they finally did the landing. You know, it was very abrupt. Um, But, you know, we made it. Nothing really happened. We had to sit around. They had to let the brakes cool off for about another 30 minutes as we just chilled chilled on the tarmac. But, But, hey, at that point, we were on the ground and alive, so. Nobody really was upset. So, you know, had a little scare. You know, it oh, was, uh, you know, life flashed behind you, uh, not behind your eyes, flashed before your eyes. And you just, you know, but so I'm, I'm glad to be here, man. Glad that we're live. Glad that I'm alive. And glad that we were able to talk yeah. some boxing, man, because um, Omaha was lit last night. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to talk boxing, man. And, get it done early so we can uh, check out these games. Houston came through with the foolery at the end, another uh, OT game. We're the worst in the league. so That's very... I don't know if we as you, as your squad, but we're pretty bad. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: we're we all in the same boat when it comes to wins and losses, wins and losses as far as Frisco and Houston. But at least the Raiders still out there. They they trash. I know our teams didn't trade no damn Hall of Fame potential franchise. Uh, player for a couple draft picks like the Raiders. so But at least we ain't Raider bad, you know what I'm saying? But, hey, man, I'm glad everything's okay. Uh, Glad you're here to talk boxing with us, like you said. Um, Now, you were on the scene out there. Uh, uh, What time did you arrive out there, man, and how was everything when you got there as far as the wins and all
0: that? Uh, Well, uh, we got out there on Thursday, Uh, went to the Thursday night, um, did a little gambling. So, got up a little bit, so started off real good. Um, Friday, got to go to the weigh-ins. Um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as, this was one of the lighter weigh-ins that I've been to. Didn't seem like it was that many people. The the stars were not out. You know, usually there, you see a lot of boxers going around. Uh, besides the people that were boxing, uh, I don't think there was any any extra faces there, letting you know that Crawford, besides his uh you know, besides people that fight for him, he it don't seem like he has a lot of friends in this fighting game, as you could you could tell because nobody was there. No other boxers besides yeah. the guys that had to be there and like Timothy Bradley and Andre Ward, but they had to be there also. So just to me, that's what I saw. Maybe there were other guys there, but it didn't seem like that. But um way in, you know, they were hype. Uh as you saw, Crawford tried to steal him at the end. Um you know, we were right on it. I knew something was happening. Had the camera ready and got to film it, man. So, you know, we got to break that news a little bit. Um, yeah, but it was good weigh-in. Everything was good energy, Oh, um, especially the fight, man. We're talking about, I don't know how many people it was in there. I think it holds up to, like, 17. So it might have been 17,000 people in there with the seats and the floor. So it might have been seventeen. 17,000 people in there loud as hell. Um, all kinds of folks. Um, you know, the difference between the Spence, you know, went to the Spence fight and his hometown and Spence had, it It was a hood event. It was, uh, you know, it was a, a, a hood event, pretty much 90% black people. Um, 10% Mexican, then 8% Mexican, and then 2% everything else. Um, this fight, Terrence Crawford seemed like he had a mix of everybody, um, Mexicans, and, and we're not talking. I'm not talking about the Mexicans that were cheering for Benavidez, just the Mexicans that were out from Nebraska that was out there, you know, trying to hold holding Bud down. So they had Mexicans, blacks, whites, very diverse crowd. build um, uh guys with country hats and and uh, I mean with cowboy hats and uh, and tobacco to you know to to uh, Mexican guys with uh, Dickie suits, you know, to black guys with, uh, you know, with Versaces, on, you know, with Versaces and Jordan. So it was all kinds of. It had everything, man. It had everything in there. Everybody was hype. Um, yeah, and they had some good fights. I didn't get to check them. I didn't get to check them all out. Um, but I got there just in time to see uh, the Shakur the Shakur fight and the, uh, and, uh just, um, it's time to see the last fights, the last two main events. So, so yeah, man, so we got to hold you down for your girl, Michaela Mary. I did get to see her. Um, I did, I had one opportunity to maybe take a picture, but that was before the weigh-in and, you know, people getting that weigh-in, they looking a little angry like that, you know, so I didn't really bother her that much. So we got a few, few pictures, man. Um, Heard she looked real good. I did see a few highlights, Well, I know she looked real good. And, uh, yeah, man, it was good, man. Hey, hey. the hypest crowd, crowd that I've been to so far was this Omaha crowd, man. They were loud. They were hype. And it was going down in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, that's that's interesting you say. I like the the difference, uh, the variety of people that were at the fight. Because at the end of the fight with the press conference, Bud Crawford did say, you know, give a shout out to the Mexican that were the Mexican fans that were going for him in attendance, which I thought was a little um, out of left field a little bit, not in a bad way, but just kind of unexpected. But um, well, yeah, let's talk about the fight, man. Shit, um, Terence Crawford headlining the event, Omaha, Nebraska. By the way, that, that place, uh, I looked up the venue, holds an attendance of uh, somewhere around 11,000 11, heavy. So um, I'm sure it was ruckus in there for about the crowd that it was there, everybody uh, hooping and hollering ready for anything that Terrence Crawford did. Um, you know, I think Benavita has really uh, kept that same energy for the most part, uh, started off the fight. Um, not afraid or not backing down at all whatsoever. Yeah, he, uh, he, he was uh, even uh, walking down, bud, or stalking, bud, I should say, for the first two rounds of the fight. Maybe a little bit in the third, but you could tell that he kind of he uh, wasn't even ready for what it, what uh, Bud brought to the table. Man, body shots open him up, and you know, little by little, you you go to the. Hey, body, you were looking like at the right place. Yeah, I
0: think you might have been looking I'm at fine. the right place. The capacity. No, I think you might have been looking at the wrong place. The capacity is 18, 1832, 18,320. Oh, 1832. Yeah, so there was. Uh, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there was, I mean, there was a lot of people. It was way bigger than the, uh, than the, where Spence had his. I think Spence's one was like 12,000 And you know, this was like a basketball arena, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't just whole line. It was the least. So they're they're saying about 18,000. Oh, 18, so I don't know how many people were there, but that's just the seat. So it's eighteen thousand seats and then there was floor seats, but the, it wasn't completely packed. So it might have been like I said, it might have been fifteen thousand people in there. I'll say fifteen.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Still a lot of people. Yeah, in. I mean it was loud as hell, bro, on the, over the T V screen. It was it was lit, man. Um it, people were enjoying it at the bar when I started watching the uh watching the beginning of it. Uh, was over at the bar uh, because uh, you know the Miami Virginia game was on before that, so that was, that, we don't need to talk about that. But uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, it was pretty lit, man. You know, so it, it looked like a really damn good atmosphere to be at. Um, I mean, the first few fights that they had, well, I think they started off with Shakur Stevenson, um, but but Terence Crawford really 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 put a stamp on uh, what he's doing in this division as far as moving up, bringing his power with him. And still having that dog in him that we've seen Bud Crawford have, like when Hank Lundy started to push his buttons, uh, we see how that worked out. Bud Crawford is not afraid to express himself when fighters give him that extra uh, motivation as far as poking the bear with the stick. And, uh, you know, Bud turns into that grizzly when things like that happen. He usually punishes guys that get under his skin or hag him on or, or challenge him to be great. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, best fighter in the world right now, pound for pound. Um be really impressed. I mean, I, I said that uh, last week that I expected it to go, you know, 11 rounds, went to 12, but I, I just figured, you know, Bud's not going to be able to get guys out of there that early, especially a guy like Benavidez who was uh, getting his first opportunity at a title, uh, having a size advantage, um, and having a, a you know, a good jab. I thought that he was going to be able to hang in there. And uh, for a moment, I was uh, a little bit concerned about him. I didn't know what happened. His uh, he, he, he gas tank went completely out. And he really didn't have much to offer for the second half of the fight, completely completely controlled by Terrence Crawford. Matter of fact, yesterday, for the first time, I did a complete round-by-round on Twitter analysis of the fight. So if anybody uh, was on Twitter yesterday paying attention during the fight, they would probably seen me blowing up the timeline with a bunch of crazy statements. But, um... It was funny. It was funny. I, I really enjoyed it and Crawford. Um, as I said, it would have been a bad performance if he goes late and doesn't get this guy out early. Um, that's not the case because he looked good even though it went to uh, 12 rounds. But it's a championship-level fight, so and that's a trend. Um, <clears throat> but good performance by Crawford, though. I expected it to go somewhat late, and it did. Um, if I was to give him a grade on his performance, I'd probably have to give him an A-. He did really good really good at fighting a taller fighter. And for the most part, uh, continuously going to the body, like I mentioned earlier, uh, even though you were an expert on facial recognition or or judging a fight on facial recognition of David Benavides as far as his language. where he kept shaking his head, no, whenever he hit to the head or the body, as we all know, no means yes in boxing when you try to act like these shots aren't having any effect on you. Ultimately ended up being a right uppercut that got through and put Benavides down in the 12th. You know, he was uh, definitely going for it in the 12th round. He just got caught. But uh, besides being caught, he got completely dominated from the third round out. So, uh, you know, Bud Crawford, pretty damn good performance, man. And I think that this would be his fifth uh, title defense. Or, or, I'm sorry, not title defense, but uh, I was talking about when he fights at home, uh, stopping guys. So, uh, you know, he's uh, got a streak when he goes to Omaha and puts on a show. He's he's shown that plenty of times, starting off with Yuri Arcus Gamboa. Um, But hell of a performance by Crawford. I'm sure that the atmosphere must have been that lit when you were there, Willow, because, man, uh, Terrence Crawford really got the fucking roof going, the crowd going, man. The roof was about to pop off, it felt like, when he got that stoppage. And uh, Bud Crawford, as always, cool, calm, and collected. We knew that if Benavidez did some things to win a round, as he did early in the fight, I think he got the first round, um, maybe the second. But um, Crawford, we knew was going to be the fighter that was going to come out of the corner and make adjustments. We've seen him go to that southpaw stance a little early. And um, that's just something that we come to expect with Terrence Crawford. If there's something that's not working or he's not finding his reach early enough, you know, it computes it all going into the corner and comes out a completely different fighter. His IQ is very, very high for a fighter of Terrence, uh, Terrence Crawford's caliber For far as power punching with speed. And um, he, he really learned the science of boxing well. And, hey, man, it's taken him to the best fighter in the world. That fight looked like it could have been uh, competitive, but if anyone was going to make adjustments, it was going to be Bud Crawford. I, I didn't think of that. Jose Benavidez was going to be the guy going to the corner making adjustments from things that weren't working. That's Bud Crawford. Uh, Willa, I give him an A-minus, man. I think he had a hell of a show. Put on really good for ESPN, which everybody could see. No football games at the time, so I'm sure bars around the country or, or, or anything, people traveling on vacation, hotels, got ESPN. Was able to see this fight and said, this is a pretty damn good scrap because, there was no quit in Benavidez. He had some dog in him, but unfortunately for him, Terrence Bud Crawford is truly special. Your thoughts on this fight, Willa?
0: Oh man, well, you know, I think I had it ninth round uh, stoppage, um, and it sort of went like I, I like I thought it was, uh, like I thought it would go. Started off sort of even um, Crawford wasn't you know he was using his skills to try to get in and he just you know he was getting closer and closer as the uh as the fight went on uh benavidez showed that you know he wasn't scared you know he stood in there he kept on coming forward um like you said he would get stopped and then he you know put his gloves together and look at him you know the first time that happened you know. It, It might be a little psychological for you, you know, for the other, for your opponent. If you get hit and you do that, you know, you you tap your gloves, you stand up like it didn't hurt. Maybe the first time, maybe the second time, but the third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, we all know what's happening. You're getting popped. Um. But Crawford, you know, he was. It was. It was almost. It wasn't that it was underwhelming because he was winning every round. It seemed like to me few close rounds, but uh, I don't know how they had to score cards before the knockout. But to me, he was winning minimum 10 of those rounds, right? So it wasn't like he was doing bad. It's just I thought maybe his power power didn't carry over. You know, I thought maybe, you know, Horn was just a bum. We all knew that. We knew Benavides was going to be a better opponent. But I was telling the people in the stands, you know, Man, Bud might not get the – I don't think he's going to – I told him about at, at the 10th, it didn't look like he was going to get that knockout. And it didn't look like Benavidez was going to let him do it. But sure enough, 12th round came, Benavides decided he wanted to throw, and he got hit with an uppercut. And it was funny because he tried to hit him with an uppercut maybe a couple rounds before that and whipped badly, right? So he knew that was coming, so he must have been practicing that or something. Then he hit him with it, hit him with it at the 12th, Crowd erupted. Ah, Hey, the crowd was hype. It was loud as shit, man. Got him out of there after that. It was good. Good scrap, man. Um, Boy showed that he's the best in the game still. Um, If he wouldn't, uh, you know, I think Spence looks at this fight and and sort of maybe likes what he saw. You know, the bigger guy was able to, you know, pretty much stand in there with Crawford. the whole time until then, until he got caught. So, I think Spence is looking at this, thinking, okay, he might. It might not look so scary, because like you said, you give him an A minus, and that's probably. I'll give him an A, uh, A minus. I'm in the same same category. Um, but maybe Benavidez is that good. You know, we never know. We don't know how good Benavidez is. Uh, we saw him. He looked all right against Crawford. Um, looked better than Horn. Uh, lasted longer than uh, lasted longer than Gamboa. So, you know, hey, I don't know what, to, I don't know how, to. we'll see, we'll see what's, going, what's up with Benavidez. He, he came in, showed that he had heart, uh, fought the whole time, didn't go out like a bitch, showed respect after the fight. Um, so, and he had the yeah, Mexican yeah. and American flags out there. So, much love to Benavidez. He did his thing. Uh, Crawford, solid A, solid A, did his thing, gave the crowd what they wanted to see. Um, yeah, man. So, yeah, that's, that's about it, man. It was a great fight.
1: I was, um, got, got my money at work. I, I was surprised. And, I yeah, it surprised was a cherry pick. Uh, uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely wasn't. We all, uh, you know, there was some dog in them for sure. And I, I know that Jose Benavidez was supposed to be the good or the better fighter, better boxer of the brothers between him and David um, as far as, uh, you know, uh, amateur bouts and things like that coming forward and David Benavidez being the, uh, the late uh, the late entry, seeing that he is the younger brother even though he's the
0: bigger brother. But,
1: um, yeah, man. He he definitely didn't have no quit in him. He kept that same energy that he had. I mean, we seen the event that they were both at before this whole fight was even uh, you know, uh the words going back and forth that we seen recently when Benavidez kinda uh showed up and seen Buds and where they're going at it talking crazy. So he's been at this energy, even when the fight got announced, like maybe this guy's energy had toned down a little bit, but no, he just turned it up a notch and it didn't seem like it was anything that was uh coming from a actor type of a standpoint. Um it wasn't forced where it was uh, obvious and a little, you know, whether he fumbles his words or just makes it look like, I, I don't believe what you're saying, even though you're saying all this stuff that should be good material, it came from a, a real place. And you can tell he truly believed in himself no matter what uh, going into the fight. And, uh, you know, that's just what happens. You, you get a good opponent, you get opposition, and uh, for him, you're going against arguably the best fighter in the world. Um, so that's just going to happen. Call it uh, a whatever you want to call it i know there's no more victories in sports but he could uh, walk up he could walk out of that arena with his head held high cuz he hung in there with Terence Crawford uh i mean a killer and uh i'm not so sure how real the the ankle injury he said he had or the leg injury he had we seen during the fight oh, he yeah. had that he, yeah, right knee.
0: On. yeah then he said he had he, he 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 his his arm was hurt his hand was hurt in the second round too he had i forgot he did have those excuses at the end, I did I did hear that bullshit. His knee had gave out, yeah, on him, so he, he couldn't he couldn't get. <laughs> it yeah, I did. Think, I
1: did <laughs> He was humble and and uh, was gracious in defeat. But somebody always got something wrong with him, even though they try to be humble and gracious at the end. You know, uh, much respect to him. But you know, I did hurt my leg. You know, Tim Bradley was in attendance. He said that every time after he fought Manny Pacquiao, the crowd started booing. Uh, but. Hey, man, nobody gets so, a damn it. So did he You're
0: say fine. that? No. So did he say that after? Did he say that after? The, uh, he did have a post-fight conference, right? I mean, uh, a post-fight interview. Because the way they had it, it was so weird. So, like, the the way it went, so Secure Stevenson fought, uh, fought. I'm sure we'll talk about that. After his fight, it went, like, 10 minutes before they went to the post the post-fight, you know, interview. It was sort of weird. So then after this fight, it's the same thing. So Crawford, they went to Crawford pretty pretty early. Then everybody started well, leaving. Yeah. So I don't know yeah, when he finally went one, on. It was like,
1: no, no, the, I didn't uh, think he was going to go on, so I left. Yeah, no, I feel it. The thing about the Shakur Stevenson one was, it, I mean, it was over one round, so I'm sure that you know they wanted to get maybe three to four rounds out of it because the guy he fought never been stopped. So I'm sure they wanted to get some rounds out of it, and the reason it took – a little bit longer for the post-fight interview to go down because, you know, they're trying to give Bud Crawford and, and uh, Benavidez time to, you know, get ready and get out there a little. I mean, not earlier than scheduled, but, you know, you're, you're, you're tying your shoes and all that good shit a little bit quicker, you know. So uh, I know that was the difference. But he did mention it right after the, the post-fight interview, right, when they went to him at the end of the fight. Um, he said okay. that to the – Yeah, uh, I yeah, I forget, probably, the, I forget the, probably, the guy's I'm name. I forget the ring. Yeah, no, he mentioned it when he was in the ring. Um, gave his gracious okay. thoughts and all that good stuff. And then, you know, towards the middle of his, or right about to end his uh, his interview, you know, that's when he brought up the, the knee injury and things like that. Because I was a little curious when I did see that knee brace on uh, that he had. You know, it looked like one of them copper fit, them shit Brett Favre be selling. So, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was a little uh, eyebrow raised to that skepticism. But, I mean, hey, if he had a good knee or, or if it was injured, like he said, it doesn't matter, man. Everybody has to fight through injuries, and, uh, you know, it's just this is what happens in a sport, and not just this sport, every sport. Um, you got to battle test these stuff. So
0: he got that. So, at RC, and, I, I got a question for you. So you were watching it on the thing. Did they go to any, like, people here? Did they did they, did they go to any of that stuff? Like, hey, these people are here, uh, you know, anybody famous in the crowd, or did they do any of that? Oh, yeah, there was uh, I – I'm
1: who it was. I forget the guy's name, man, but um, it was this old dude who I guess is like one of the richest people. Uh, I can't remember what he had started, but uh, they mentioned this one old guy that was there. He looked like he was about
0: maybe mm, in his so uh, no early 70s. That's just a rich guy. No. Yeah, I don't,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, no celebrity. It's a lot different for a welterweight bout like this with Crawford because we all know how PBC gets down when there's a welterweight fight. There's a, I mean, it's a, right. it's a party of all the stars in their welterweight division. But this is top rank, so they don't have that same kind of juice that Showtime has whenever it's a, a welterweight fight over there. It turns into a welterweight party because everybody's cool with each other.
0: Right. Right. Well, they have anybody. So I guess I did see David Benavidez. I did see him. So he was there. How do you look like in, uh, how do the- he look in person? Well, you know, we always sizing up, dude. I just now realized that I saw him. All these guys, he's sort of, he's like a regular, tall, skinny Mexican guy. I remember seeing him, and, now, and I didn't even really put it together until you were like, yeah, his brother. And I was like, you're right. His brother is the red the red bandana or something like that. <laughs> he's got the yep. chip and super middleweight. And that's who it was because yep, it yep. was, uh, I saw him, definitely. He was sort of, he's a taller dude, um, skinny, Just, but they're all skinny. They, they're, everybody's small, though. I mean, it just is what it is. Oh, yeah. Andre wearing, Ward I is even a small too. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, every, that's what I was telling my boy. I was like, you could tell the fighter when they would come in, you know, no, just I, I'm not taking any shots because I wear, you know, I wear nice fitted jeans also. But when they when they come in, I was like, whoever has, when there was a group of people, whoever had the tightest sweatpants on was the uh was the boxer. and That's how I went. These guys are coming in, whoever had the tightest yeah. one was the boxer. <laughs> Except one guy he came in with Jean. So I know he must have been a local guy. And then uh yeah. But yeah, I saw everybody's small out here. Except Mayor she might not Mary isn't even that small. She's pro she's sorta of like a for a chick, she's like like a decent like regular size. You know
2: what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, definitely. She's, I think she's only 5'9". Right.
1: She just looks bigger in the ring, you know? She looks taller in the ring. No, that's not only. only five, nine. five nine for a woman is pretty tall.
0: I mean, that's above average. I her
1: be the same size, so, you know,
0: I guess. I mean, I'm not sure about you. you said five nine, not five six.
1: Anyway, so let's move along here. What do you got? I mean, she <laughs> kind of looks
0: big in the ring, right? <laughs> yeah, but what was I say? What? I'm just saying, she was regular size. Everybody else is sort of small. Secure Stevenson is, is a very, very little dude. I think she's bigger than him. Taller. Oh, At yeah, least. she looks taller than him, I think. No, she is, yeah. He was a little, 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 little Bradley. little, little. Well, little, you know,
1: maybe if you his count his hair to the top of her head,
0: I guess maybe they're the same size too, right? No, I, I'm thinking even the hair. The, his hair might have went to his shoulders. I might be tripping. <laughs>
2: that's
0: just what I. Re- that's just what I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. him be, he might have been, you know, but I didn't want to be the person. Yeah, no, I was. I was actually place. just
1: wondering that size though, because you know,
0: Ben Benavidez, like we said, like I said
1: earlier, that uh, Jose was supposed to be the better fighter of the Benavidez, but and he even looks like the he looks the part because he's chopped up and chiseled. But if you look at David Benavidez, he really don't have no muscle tone to him. He's just like a a lean, rangy kind of, you know, tall Mexican dude. So, but he's a bad motherfucker. But, yeah, I was just wondering, like, because he stood out. Whenever, uh, after that old fiasco happened at the win on Friday, I don't know what happened, but there was a beef with Caleb Plant and Jose Benavidez to where they went to go, uh, where he was working out at. And, uh, you know, basically Jose Benavidez started shit with Caleb Plant for some reason. I don't know what what's behind this beef or whatever, but, um, you see David Benavidez in the background with the crew because there was a Taylor Plant with his trainer, then another black dude, and then uh, Jose Benavides and a couple, like maybe two or three guys. But uh, the guy in the back was David Benavides, and man, he towered over all those guys there. So I was wondering how big uh, Benavides was looking because, I mean,
2: he, he looked
0: like he was a lot bigger than the guys that were on, on stage last night. Yeah, no, he's taller than them because they're all like five, six. So. He's just, he was, compared to them, he, he did stand out. So, nah, but he's probably, like, I don't know how tall he is. We look it up, but he's probably just, but he's skinny, though. He's also very skinny.
1: Yeah.
0: It looks like he might. Yeah, lose. definitely. But he's not that tall. So.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, man. That's um, funny.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, the Mexicans yeah, were man, getting it in. After it. the fight, after the fight, we went, you know, we were out on and went to the Omaha scene. You know, Omaha was popping last night hop into the match. Oh yeah. It was popping up the Yeah, fight, it was man. popping out there. Um well we we, we went around, went to hit the club. There was women everywhere. Everybody was there for a fight. That's a, that's another thing. You know, Terrence Crawford brought all of Omaha out and there was there was a lot of women there. It was uh you know, just a lot of people period. It was a good look. So they they went from the fight to the uh to the bars, the bar scene out there. Um what's it called it's called old market I think that's the old i think it's called the old market area um pop it in there uh everybody's having a good time and of course at the end of the night uh Benavides people are in the in the place where we were uh they get into a fight um uh, guys get in a the fight they sort of rough up the bouncers for a little bit cuz the omaha bouncers are are you know they're not your LA or Houston type bouncers these are tall young white guys they're sort of big, but they're not, you know, they're still too young, I think, to be out here putting in real work. And as we see, they were getting worked by Benavides' team. Then uh, Benavides <laughs> had some chicks with him. Uh, his team had some pretty, you know, got some pretty good-looking senoritas out there, I, I won't deny it. And, they, and then they had some other beef with some How other Mexican mean? girls that was probably trying to holler. And, you know, there's boobs everywhere, booties out. It was, you know, pretty, you know, they were going hard. Blood, girls going, it was going real hard for a little bit. I don't even think the police even came. You know, it was to the point where people were like, hey, just calm down. Like I told the chick, hey, y'all just calm down. Y'all should leave, you know, for the police come. They left. It was, you know, very relaxed out there, it felt like. Then at the end of the night, you know, we're walking out. And usually, you know, I love Mexican people. We should all know this. Um, But at the end of the night, when you're around, when you're around, yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the at the end of the night, when you're around a lot of Mexicans, what happens is somebody is gonna be, and they're oh. always, they're, I mean, they're always out of control, and it's usually on? the chick. Yeah, so we're you know we're walking out. Some chick says something crazy, like I don't know what she's saying. I was just like, hey, y'all, relax. And she got, like, got in my face. And I'm with my partner. He's drunk. So he's starting to scream and holler. I'm like, nah. I was like, this is a female. Like, these are females. I'm not worried about nothing. But I told the guy. But the guy was just letting her talk. I was like, dude, you're not going to say nothing to her? Then his boy, like, tried to, you know, he gave us the Mexican rundown. So he ran, like, 30 feet and thought he was going to, like, scare me or something. So I just stood there and looked at him. Like, is that really what he wanted? He didn't really want it. But by that time, the police had pulled up. You know, I'm uh, 36, about to be 37 years of age. So at this point, I just pointed to the chick and said, hey, it's all her fault. You need to get, she needs to be, uh, <laughs> she needs to get, she needs to get her out of here. <laughs> so the police, you know, he went over there and talked to her. He was. He didn't take her to jail or anything. I, you know, I would have felt bad if he would take her to jail. But it was all her fault. She almost got her boy's whooped. It would have been like two on three. But, you know, the way I was feeling, <laughs> I probably said yeah, that, yeah, uh, yeah. that would have been would, evened out real it quick. Just
1: like how we talk, it would have been just like how we talk about scenarios of you against, like, those uh, uh, little flyweights in UFC, like, you know, put a couple of you in there with them and all that good stuff. But, man, yeah. that's crazy. I mean, hey, I, I, you know, I, okay, so if I'm going to put myself in the shoe of that guy whose girl was yelling, he's like uh, um, the guy that's girls yelling at you he's like, you know, you know I'm not going to say nothing to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, baby. <laughs> that's funny. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. With the way Benavidez rolls, you, you would imagine that some of the energy he brings rubs off on his fan base that might have been uh, in in town or anything like that. So, yeah, I guess that's something to take into consideration next time we talk about going to any or one of these fights or whatever. Uh, it seems, sounds like Benavidez. I mean, he he almost reminded me, a little bit of boxing version of Nate Diaz kind of the style that he was. But he was actually a real Mexican dude who, you know, uh, is fluent in all that good stuff. And, um, yeah, I mean, he just brought a a whole lot of drama with him everywhere he went. I mean, if anyone was looking at his social media account uh, over the last few days, there's some harsh words for Bud Crawford. So, you know, he definitely ate those words. That's why, folks, I love me a shit-talking fighter, but you got to back that shit up otherwise, you know. I mean, hey, Broner talks shit, but ain't nobody stopped Broner. And, you know, Broner usually finishes pretty strong, too, in some of those fights that he had problems in. But that's a whole nother story. But uh, morale, the story is I guess you better keep your words soft and short because you might have to eat them. Um, but that's crazy, really. I'm, I'm glad that there wasn't no story about, like, you know, uh, a bad incident with the police officer. Uh, not to the dramatic extent, but just saying, like, Usually, when it comes to the female side against the guy side, we're we're down, you know, seven zero when we walk outside in the argument with a female where law enforcement's involved.
0: You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's probably usually that's probably usually the uh, the deal. But you know, those those chicks were going pretty hard in the bar. The police knew it was the girls going hard, so they were, you know, they It was it was at the end of the night. It was Mexican girls on Mexican girls, so. They knew was, that was, was going say, on. So,
1: did they have the I was going did they have their eyebrows drawn on? Because if a woman coming up arguing with me, I'll lick my thumb so fast, like that shit off real quick. No, 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 no. <laughs>
0: no, no, no. These were quality <laughs> No 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 these were quality pieces that these guys had and, and that they were boxing. These were quality pieces, oh, okay. boxing. At least probably b at least some eight point fives or higher boxing. Oh
1: Popped yeah, pop, shit.
0: bubbly bubbly everywhere. Those fat like ones you know, long the long fat long. ones. It was like a fat girl was giving one girl some work on the ground. Some good some a good oh, ground, ground for at least about <laughs> 15, 20 seconds.
2: It's like, God damn, y'all oh, are going man. on.
0: And and nobody be breaking up because the, the bouncers, you know, they're too young. They don't got their man strength yet. So they're getting they're getting worked by a little Mexican <laughs> guy. It's like, what kind of bouncers are y'all?
1: Who are these little bouncers that can't
2: contain them? Buddy?
0: <laughs> no, they're
1: not. They weren't even little. That's the thing. They were a good sized guy. They were just young and thin. You know,
0: they were, you know, the, oh, the white have, guy, he was probably he was taller than me. me.
1: They're the baby muscles.
0: Yeah, yeah. He was taller than me, and he might have even been a little thicker. You know, he was a, you know, but he was still slim, sort of. You know, he was slim down low. You know, these Mexicans, oh, they're yeah. already down low, yeah. dog. And they were grown men scooping them. He was, he was on the ground. He got, he got scooped. Like, God damn. Oh, and yeah. another one you know, tried to break up the shit. Some
1: of those yeah. tall dudes that are doughy, and cheese know you could just run through them. I'm sure that must have been the case. Some of those guys, they might be tall, but, yeah, they just look like, you know, just a piece of dough. That You know, no one's really worried about those kind of guys.
0: Yeah. And then, oh, there was one black girl at the end, you know, because she was upset because the fight got too close to her. So then she end up giving. I don't know. I was fucked up. I don't know if she gave the Mexican girl or did she give the bouncer a couple of. She might even gave the bouncer a couple of, uh, like a two piece while he was holding one of the girls. (laughs) Gave them both, not even a two piece, maybe like a six, like about six right hooks. Ah, ah, ah. And then she was, but she was angry the whole night. All of the, anyway, it got too close to her. She gave some people to work. So it it was a good night of action, man. Oh party. yeah, it was night. Hey, Willard, come
1: on? We're supposed to be a boxing. We read a boxing podcast. you
0: supposed to be. You
2: should
1: have had your scorecards out there, man. You know, taking to letting them know how the fight's going, <laughs> who is winning, who is losing. Yeah,
0: well, That's yeah, funny. I was. I was just. I, I, yeah, I was just checking it out, man. I was, you know, I was on some uh, picklebacks, doing a lot of pickleback shots for some reason, man. So, you know, everything. A lot was two? Right. No, no <laughs> two. Yeah two at a time, but it was all good, man. You know, Omaha, <laughs> hey, it was it was a good place for a fight, dog. Nice cheap ticket. Uh, yeah, everything would cheap. Would you go back to so, another Crawford fight? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely would go back, and um, cool. especially if he's fighting somebody good. Yeah,
1: that's cool, man. That's cool, bro. And like I said, something about the fight just had – I mean, I don't know if because it was on ESPN where it, just, it was so open to the people that were out, you know, people out and about. I know there's a local restaurant that Jose uh, Ramirez comes to right down the street from my crib, like literally down the street. You know, they stay open till about 9 or 10, and, and it's always packed. So I know a lot of places out there, the Buffalo Wild Wings, Apple, uh, Applebee's of the world that have ESPN, you know. I'm um, sure they ain't got the NBA network, even though there's games going on like that, So or NBA TV. So, uh, you know ESPN's always there, and I think it just had it just had a big exposure feeling being you know, on ESPN. It, it seems like you know the uh, move made by Bob Arum getting Bud Crawford on ESPN. I mean, has really taken them to the next level because talking about persons for this fight, I think I heard 3.2 million, three point five something like that. That's a lot of fucking money for a fight that's just based off ESPN, no pay per view and any of that stuff, any of that stuff. So, I mean, uh, should obviously. Uh, the 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 fight last weekend with McGregor and Khabib uh, sold 2.4 million and I think that uh, I think one of them got two million I think Khabib got two million or something like that three million that's I know he got he got more with the the buy percentages and all that good stuff even though he hasn't got shit with being withheld you got Terence Crawford making 3.5 3.2 whatever it be on an ESPN card so I mean um, I think a lot of people were questionable about some of the things with Crawford fighting on ESPN Plus and things like that, but uh, you know they're rounding it up pretty nice, man. You can't go wrong. Uh, shit, this might have been the reason. Uh, stuff like this is why HBO had to bail out. So it looked like it had a big feel to it, and which was great being in Omaha, Nebraska. You know, the crowd being as into it as they were uh, seems to have the fight. Uh, it, it makes it a little extra hype, like uh, like the Jose Ramirez by speaking to the guy over at Save Center in Fresno, um, crowd was lit, fight was lit, and it makes it all that much better for ESPN exposure in boxing. So big plans going ahead with ESPN and Top Rank, and it seems to be working. But uh, um, one thing I think before we wrap up this conference talk is what's at, what's at the end of the fight, speaking of the post-fight interview, I was just expecting, and as I mentioned, giving a round-by-round uh, Twitter rant last night, I was saying at the end of the fight, I tweeted out before they even asked Terrence Crawford the question, right when it was over, after
0: congratulating uh, his work and all that good stuff.
1: In all caps, call out Earl Spence. Now's your chance. You got the big exposure on ESPN. Crowd is lit. People are, Right now the people were salivating what, what, what Bud Crawford had put on display for them. People who might have been casuals just caught ESPN at some of those places we mentioned, the Buffalo Wild Wings, Applebee's of the world, people who don't know shit about boxing. Maybe they heard of Earl Spence uh, somewhere in the news or whatever, whatever. You got, right now, a big audience, big paycheck coming, big exposure, ESPN. Call out Earl Spence. Make this fight bigger to the public who doesn't know much about boxing, just as big as big as it is for us hardcore fans. Crawford did everything right in the lead-up to this fight as far as selling the fight with the swings and the shit-talking that was going on and all that good shit, and even and then topped it off by having a performance that is basically the fucking chariot on top of the cake. I mean, he did everything right. Because when it comes to Crawford, we don't really see this stuff of him going where Benavidez was working out and start talking shit to him and, and, and getting that kind of exposure for you know channeling his inner Mayweather to a certain extent from being that guy making headlines, not being that guy like Floyd, but making headlines with with uh, attitude and things like that. Yesterday was his opportunity. He blew it. He blew it in my opinion. He he said, I, "I'm you know I'm going to fight whoever. Um, it's up to Bob Arum." And that's all I'm going to do I'm going to do whatever they put in front of me Failed at the end Crawford He failed at the end I know that's how he is and how he feels And that's truth. That's spoken from the heart from Terrence Crawford That's all facts Everything he said at the end Was completely 100% true Terrence Crawford to the T But making money in boxing Off of a personality Being different Standing away From the pack in your own He failed Willa He failed to differentiate himself Into superstar status Now It still could happen But could have jump started it A little bit earlier yesterday With the exposure he had If he would have came out and said something about Earl Spence Like let's unify this And uh, let's make this fight happen Because they have no problem addressing it Robert talks about it all the time On Twitter Earl Spence had an interview talking about Crawford saying he don't think he's that good. He ain't about nobody. Spence bought dude's better than him.
2: Now is your chance to respond to that?
1: Last night you could have said something, anything you wanted about Earl Spence. Not on Twitter, going back and forth with guys who got five followers because you got a little bit of a loose cannon. Speaking of a loose cannon, uh, I guess this would be a two-part follow-up, Willa. When i go to you after this one, because that first part, I, I, he failed on that one, but I don't want to forget this uh, frame, of, frame of thought right now. I got.
2: When we heard,
1: talking about the Ramirez fight that was in Save Mart Center not too long ago, uh, Terrence Crawford was over at the fight, and during the interview with Crawford, they kind of caught, Willard text me at the same time, they caught Crawford talking about his relationship with his mother, and it seemed like, once he talked about it, they didn't really bring it up anymore. They just, just started talking about the goods of Crawford. But yesterday, there was a real point of emphasis
2: with the interview
1: uh, that they had with Bud Crawford's mom before the fight happened. So they, they captivated on that, that we had picked up on Willa, and uh, they really made it a point of emphasis in, uh, interviewing his mom when she said that he would tell her that he ain't going to be shit and all this stuff like that. Hell, I, the way that went, I would have thought that Bud Crawford's mom would have been pooping and hollering when Benavidez busted his ass with a jab or something, like she's going for him because it didn't seem like there was no love from his mama uh, leading up to Bud Crawford's boxing career.
0: Not much of a push of support anyways,
1: but, Willa, am I a little bit out of my mind on that, or did Bud Crawford fail to separate himself into elite status by not calling out Earl Spence or somebody? Earl Spence has got to be the only guy he could have called out but he, he he let the people hang in a little bit with the, uh, you know, bullshit, sugar-coated, uh, just blue-collar type of a guy um, that's willing to fight anybody. We heard that shit for years with Manny Pacquiao, and no one wanted to hear that shit. But, you know, talk to my promoter. Basically, he said, well, well, that, I, he almost said the same thing, basically, just in a different tone.
0: Well, no, he definitely let everybody down with that. And um, I'm glad you brought that up because that did take a little air out of the win. I think you know being there, everybody was hyped. You know, like I said, they went to the post interview, didn't take the post fight interview, didn't take that long. People standing there, everybody pretty much except the Benavidez fans are there, uh, are are there standing up watching. So he he gives his little spiel. They ask him that question. Everybody's like spin, spin, yeah, we spin, we won't spin, and he doesn't say it. And everybody's like looking around, you know. If everybody was still hyped, but it, the air, out, it, it took a little air out the building. I, I can't deny that. Um, I felt the same way. People wanted him to call. The people wanted that. He didn't. You know, it wasn't that opportunity to become a star. That's what the people wanted. They wanted him to say that, but and he and he lost on that. That was uh I think that was it is what it is, but it wasn't a great look. Um Yeah. We both know that we we both know, well we think we know that he wants that that he wants to fight. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe after it taking him twelve to get rid of Benavidez, he doesn't really he that's not he wasn't thinking of Spence. I don't know. I think we I think he wants to fight. Um and I believe that it's just you know, he's getting more. He's getting. He, he's doing what Aaron wants him to do. So we'll see if it pays off. Vince doesn't have anybody to fight. He's saying he does. He does. He needs to fight. So we'll see how that goes. But you're right about that. And with his mom, you know, when you talk, like when they first brought Bud Crawford in, when they were first introducing him a couple of years ago. Maybe not even a couple. Maybe like five years ago, when they, you know, start bringing them in, he was. Uh-huh. They showed, they showed him with his mom, and you can, you can tell that she loved him. She just don't know what the hell she's doing, and she, and but it's worked. Seems like it's worked for him. Um, you know, but you know that she loves him. I think she said she would pay, but she used to pay kids ten dollars give anybody ten dollars if they yeah. think they, they could beat up her son, you know. But then she would like and nobody would do it, you know, so she was proud that you know, you could tell that she was proud, but at the same time it's like, God damn, what, you know, this is horrible. You know. But oh, yeah. and, 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 and they
1: said that and she said that uh, I mean they said that he started fighting like that or Bud said that he started fighting like that when he was seven years old. So I imagine ten dollars for a seven year old that's a pretty
2: good purse. He got some good money at that age.
0: Yeah, yeah, but nobody could do it, so she never, she didn't have to pay anybody. <laughs> right. So it was good. Yeah. So it was a good. Uh, you know, I mean, good. She, she's done her thing. I guess it's worked. It's worked. Um, you know, different strokes for different folks. But I see they're pushing that a lot, and like you like you said, she's there. She's in his life, so it's sort of it's just a weird dynamic, but it works for them. He's obviously, uh, arguably the Number one pound for pound boxer in the game um, had a great showing last night, uh, knocking out um, Benavidez in the in the twelfth round with an uppercut. Uh, looked like he can go to the club afterwards. Uh, he did get hit. Benavidez did hit him a couple of times, um, especially with that jab. Did you I hear some of those shots, Willis?
1: Because uh, when we were at Staples, you know, I think one thing that kind of stood out to me a lot was the the the, the Sound that came from Mikey Garcia's shots landed on Robert Robert Easter Jr. I think that I mean we were in good enough seat to hear some really good pop. Um, that that crowd was loud also, but I I imagine that the crowd over at Omaha might have been a little too loud for you to hear some of these shots that that kind of uh, give you a little better of a perspective of what kind of heat that both these guys are throwing.
0: Well, no, I was uh I was I was in the mezzanine area. I got so I was in the middle. But there was that was PVC, like you said. I think I think the reason we can hear that because they had they had the better mic. You know what I'm saying, and it's uh, oh, okay. better production. You know, not not saying that they weren't loud or they weren't good shots, but I think you know that was their production value was way better in uh, in the Staples Center. You know what I'm saying? The production that they had, uh, like you were saying, PVC, they put on they they do it a little better. Now, I I will say that, yeah, from from the events that I've been to, the PBC events seem to be more, you know, like I said, star. It's got more stars there. It has more, you know, boxers there, and it has better production. Everything seems to be probably a a notch better, uh, even the way. Yeah, PBC is PBC.
1: ESPN, they got a lot of shit going on, right? They got a lot of shit going on all the time, so. Yeah, no, yeah, that does make sense. It does make sense, but um, you know, Will, I was just upset at that part because the the round by round uh, uh, takes that I had on Twitter was fun. I never did that before, just commenting on every single round and every comment that was in between and all that good stuff. But at the end was like, okay, man, now's your chance. You got to call out them, make people uh, uh, wake people up to this fight who are sleeping on this shit, and let's get it going. Put the pressure on them a little bit because I mean, you know, (laughs) Crawford. Let's look. I'm a Crawford fan. I like him, but I'm going to call the spade a fucking spade. And, and Bud Crawford is a weird dude. I'll just put it out there right now. I'm a fan of him, but he is a a, a strange cat, man. I mean, uh, almost like Kevin Durant style with people that say anything about him on Twitter or stuff like that. He he knows what people say about him. And, I mean, he, he definitely doesn't have a problem talking, not saying that he's afraid or nothing. I mean, he might just be a better – um, not a speaker because he's using his Twitter fingers, but uh, express himself better with giving more time than on the spot, such as a, a post-fight interview. Because on the post-fight interview, it's right there. Snap your fingers, man. You've got to be sharp. You've got to come with it. And it's got to be natural. You can't go outside of your element, which is the reason I was saying, yeah, what he said was cool, you know, it, it's cool, but it's not something that's going to separate him from the pack. Um, because, you know, you got Greg Crawford and, and saying stuff on Twitter like, you know, if we'll pull up to Dallas, Texas at the gas station and take that strap off him, you know, uh, alluding to the fact that if Bud don't want to fight me, I'll go to his hood and, and pull it off him. Like, he talk big and bad, and I'm not saying that he's talking big and bad like he's a fake tough guy, but bring that same energy with you, man, when it comes to the interview. Don't give me this vanilla bullshit unless... You know, that's under the, the lines of Bob Arum, similar to the fact of when PBC fighters do their post-fight interview, what's the first thing they do, Willa? They thank Al Heyman. You know what I mean? That's Al Heyman's thing. Maybe Bob Arum's thing is, hey, we don't, we're don't we going to do things my way. If they ask you who you are next, tell them Bob's got this. Bob Fowler's a sharp old man. He's got a sharp mind for an old man. Um, so if that's the case, then, hey, that's the fucking case. Because we dealt with that with Pacquiao for years. When like, come on, just uh, say you want to fight Floyd. Say you want to fight Floyd. Say you want to fight Floyd. Took in my promoter. Basically, what Crawford did yesterday. You know, and uh, like you said, I'm sure it took a little bit of air uh, out of the arena or anybody who was anticipating something like that. Like, shit, it would have been lit. Like, imagine if hey, they could get something going for this being the fight of next year. If that was the case, have that same environment, ESPN, all that good stuff, and have Earl Spence in attendance. You know what I mean? And have them do what Canelo and Triple G did leading up to their fight. Maybe not as corny with the video package and all that stuff for Golubkin. Uh As soon as uh, Canelo beat Huller, Cesar Chavez Jr. Maybe not that corny but and, and that obvious, but... You know, I'm in attendance. What's Earl what Spence doing here? Oh, they're going to set up the next fight. And now you're talking mega fights. Because if we talk about the mega fights right now, the big fights, super fights that we got right now, obviously talking about Joshua and uh, Wilder. But I think I'd rather see Spence versus Crawford more than I'd rather see Wilder versus Joshua. Um, Probably more so. I I probably would want to see... Spence Crawford more than I would want to see Garcia Lomachenko, some of those uh, dream fights that we have scenarios of. I, I just, I was really disappointed in Crawford's ending. He he had me going. He had me going as a great fucking movie. You know what I mean? Great climax, great beginning, all that. Great finish, but, or not a great finish, Dude, with what he did and, and the way he did kind of stale, it's like a bad ending to a good movie. You
0: know what I mean? No, yeah. No, most most definitely. I'm with you on that. Um, yeah, that should have. No, I'm you with you with on that. You yeah. guys should
1: have been. You guys should have been, been had a cheer going on or a, a chant going on for fight, Spence, or something. Maybe that would have worked. But yeah, I mean, if you guys yeah, I don't any know thoughts on, the, on Crawford world I have at it because I think you know I think we covered pretty much a, a lot of it.
0: Yeah, no, that was pretty much it, man. Um, he let he let us sort of down at the end, but he got the knockout. It was looking like he wasn't gonna get it. Um, which I thought would have been that wouldn't have been good if he if he would have knocked it out. Not that it wouldn't have been good, but people would have started questioning his power. You could already see it happening. Um, the uh the Lomo fans. They would have been questioning his power and all that good stuff. So he got him out of there, uh, went up. That's two stops, right? At Welterweight, two fights, two stops. Uh yep. so so, yeah, great job, Bob. Wish you would have called him out, but, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a reason he didn't. So, But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, moving along, final thoughts on that for anybody who's wondering how lit the Omaha crowd was. You heard it from Willow himself. He was in attendance and said there was a lot of voluptuous-looking women that was out of the fight and all that good stuff at Omaha, and it was lit. So if anybody's thinking about going to the next Terrence Crawford fight in Omaha, Nebraska, I think you get a stamp of approval from one of the King, D. of Wilson. But moving along, um, just to cover up some of the other stuff that was on there because there was some pretty good fights. Oh, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. We got Janelle with us, folks. And I cannot... I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel right. I got a lot of love for Janelle. I've known him for a long time coming from OTG. I just... I wouldn't feel good about myself moving along forward talking about the Stevenson fight when it was just one round of work anyways. But I'm not going to shortchange... I'm not gonna jip. I'm not gonna be a greasy car salesman and tell Janelle a lemon that's gonna break down on him in the next few days, without basically getting his thoughts on his favorite fighter. Janelle, your man Terrence Bud Crawford had a hell of a performance yesterday. I gave him an A minus. Willa gave him an A. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this fight and what you thought or what you seen out of Bud Crawford. And uh, all in all, what's good, my man. How you doing?
2: Hey, what's going on, guys? Well, uh, y'all gave him an a an A minus. I give him a B minus. I think uh in well, the first uh, I a mean the B minus is a big drop. <laughs> well well a hey, a um it was a good performance. Of course he finished the fight strong. I and it's always good to see, you know what I'm saying? As, as, it always boosts your stock. But in the first half of the fight, man, he walked it's like you mentioned, man, he walked into a lot of shots that 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 now I'm looking at it. Now, if I was Spence, man, i will be looking at a fight and i will be like, hey, this guy's walking some jabs. And who's got the, hey, a really good jab right now? That's Errol Spence. And uh, uh, I didn't do a good job as far as working off of his jab. He was laying the jab, but he wasn't working off of it. Spence, he works off of that jab beautifully. You know, he was jab, jabbing and hook to the body, and he does it real well. And if I'm Errol Spence, man, I think I'm looking at that fight and I'm kind of looking my chops a bit. You know what I mean? Of course, um, uh, Benavidez is no pushover, of course. But neither is Errol Spence. I mean, of course, it's boxing, so eventually you're gonna get hit. But the way he was walking in the shots, and like he was walking in the shots, of course he broke him down with the body shots, which took his toll on later in the fight. But still, he was walking through some shots, and it was just like, okay, this guy was walking through some shots. It's like, I mean, maybe a guy like Thurman and Spence, who hit so hard, maybe that could be a, a serious problem for him. Well, sir, I don't know what the hell Thurman's doing. He's probably over there fucking doing his ponytail or something. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him.
1: Nah, no, he's, he's
2: making his wife lunch right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I mean, if I'm Harold Spitz, like I said, I'm looking my chops to the fight. That's why I give him a B-. It's because he walks into a lot of shots. And he was uh, 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 getting offense off, or uh, trying to get off. But in the process, I mean, he was getting peppered with jabs early in the fight. Of course, Benavidez had a, 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 a knee situation. But a guy like Spence who was who's a little more athletic, um uh, has better hand speeds a uh, better hand speed, has better technique. I mean maybe, uh yeah, I mean yeah, I mean, uh I think Spence gotta be uh he gotta be going here ready for this. Spot. I think he's been uh definitely forward to more than ever now. I and mean, before that's like he was nowhere to be found with when, when when the crop was called him out, but if I'm Spence, I'm like, Yeah. Okay, let's make this fight. Let's make this fight.
0: So, so, um, so
2: then and, you gave you think, him a B minus. Oh, so your grade, you, B minus. You know, okay. Hey, it's still a passing grade, but for the fact that hey, he's walking in the shot. not like he's just taking shot, but that he's is walking in grade. the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a passing grade. Of course, it's a passing grade. Man, 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 he passed the test. He stopped it down on top of that. So it's like I'm you know, I'm not, I'm not being super critical of him. I'm just saying, man, he's walking in the shots. Out, you I mean, yeah, I mean, so of course, I mean, you lose points for that, it is
1: what it is. I hey, mean, Janelle, if you don't yep. mind me asking, Will, I know you can follow up on this one, but I just, I'm just curious of what you had to fight scores because I think Willis said he had it 10 2, I had it 9 3 for Crawford. What'd you have it?
2: I had a 9 3 also. Oh, Okay, okay, okay. I yeah, mean, well, fight, I Vida. mean,
1: that's a B-minus. Yeah. Well, well,
2: hey, well, kudos kudos any questions for Janelle? Uh, kudos to Benavidez uh, for uh, really going out on the shield. And, 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 I mean, kudos to him for, like, uh, uh, showing a lot of heart and everything. And, I mean, try to give the best of the fight that he possibly could. You know I mean, uh, kudos to him for him. serious with it. i um, He was clearly outclassed. Uh, first half of the fight, you know what I'm saying, it was some swing rounds or whatever. He did fight courageously, but those body shots were an investment. And uh it just took everything out of him. Oh yeah. So, you know, by the second half of the fight he was just basically you know, he, he was basically survivable. You know. No, yeah, I mean yeah, we,
0: no, we, we get and yeah, we understand, man. Huh? It's it's hard. I said we understand you can beat a guy by six
2: rounds and get a B minus. But what about uh <laughs> No. I'm just saying, like, 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 hey, if you're walking in the shots, you lose points. I'm sorry. And you I, I, I know. know he's walking into
0: him. Right. He was trying he's to get closer. And, you know, he had to get close. He was. He was. The thing is that uh, Benavidez was taller and bigger, and he had to get close, and he was walking in the shots. So, I feel you. I gave him a A minus. A a-. So, you know, and that was the reason I took him. I mean, he did get hit by some shots, but he was never really hurt. So I can't really take that much away. I'm gonna still give him an A, and he knocked him out. So, but hey, I feel you. You had it nine to three. I had it, I think, ten to two with the knockout. Uh, I mean, before he got knocked out. So, but overall, it was a good. It was a good fight, and you still have him yeah, as yeah, the best fighter in the world. Yeah, of course. I did Lomo. I did Lomachenko crawl up. Huh? No, I
2: thought
0: you. I thought yeah, maybe Lomachenko. you had to put Lomachenko back at number one. No, 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 no. Crawford's
2: still number one. Okay. Yeah, I got Crawford number one. Right, Crawford cool. number one and I got Mikey number two. And then Lomochenko. I know I'm in the minority on that probably. I mean people got you know insane. Oh yeah, Lomo's more flashy and all, but Mikey's been dominant as well. And, and you know what I'm saying? I mean I have I Mikey love Mikey two. Garcia. Who has he beat? Huh? I said I love Mikey
0: Garcia. Who has he beat? In fact, who has he fought? Broner and Easter. That's it.
2: That's the only funny part. He fought champions? He fought champions? What are you talking about? He moved up from, what, 126? I mean, I, I mean, I mean on, man. Right, you right. I mean, no, he's fought guys.
0: But, I mean, they were all sort of – he, he has his biggest names are Broner and uh, whatchamacallit. I love him. He just needs more fights. I think he could be number two, but he needs more fights. His His resume isn't even close. So, he doesn't have anywhere close to the wins that uh, Lomachenko had. Hey, but
2: he hey, beat Toledo, hey, though. Hey, uh, but he did beat Toledo. I don't argue, um, I don't argue with anyone on that Loma number two. I don't argue with that at all. I, I don't argue. That's just me personally. I just got Mikey number two and then Lomachenko. I mean, that's just me personally. Well, I mean, I don't argue no, that's with good. anyone. I, I would argue if you put him above uh, Crawford. I would, I would throw an argument there. If you got Lomo number one
1: over Crawford, that's what I would argue well, about. Uh, but you know, I know, I know. You know, I know you don't have a, any personal vendetta against Blood Crawford or anything like that. But I was just, I was just kind of curious if you had him first, number one, pound for pound, and for him to have a B minus performance, if, that's like if a, a you know a a, a a team in the power just, rankings up, that's one not has bad. a bad drop. You know. I'm sure i gave well,
2: I'm Floyd Mayweather a fucking. I gave Floyd Mayweather a C plus. In the first Madonna fight, but I still had him number one. It is what it is. I mean, come on, man. I mean, oh. I mean and, and, and the guy got <clears throat> a passing grade. And Lomo Chico wasn't too dominant against Linares. He wasn't completely dominant that fight. No, mean, yeah, he, stopped and he wasn't he was stopping him, but yeah, he wasn't. Exactly. So it's like, come on, man. I mean, I mean it's because I gave him a big minus in season. Come on, man. That's not. I mean, you're just tough. I'm you're just, just tough saying. on the brother. No, not tough. No, no. He's <laughs> walking in the shots. That's the only thing I. he lost some points for. I mean, I mean come on. That's not saying that he didn't do a good job. I mean, he said. It
1: I made the argue. fight better. It, it made the fight better that it was a chance of it a It was more compelling.
2: Fight. I'll tell you what. I bet you his corner had a problem with him walking in the shots. I guarantee that. I guarantee it was harder on him than I am right now of walking oh, in the shots. Oh, yeah.
1: Probably, probably.
2: What, uh, what, what exactly. So why about the and why is it a problem? I'm being critical because he's walking the show. Why is it a problem for me being critical? I mean, I don't understand yeah. that. It doesn't make sense.
1: You just treat him like a stepchild. That's all it is.
2: That's fine. I remember when I an argument with Simon one time. I had an argument with Simon because Simon was saying that Crawford just one has time? the best defense in boxing. <laughs> has the best defense in boxing. And currently, <laughs> I say that it was Lomachenko. And I had a huge argument with him. And I was like, you know, I think Loma at the moment has the best defense in boxing. And from what I saw last night, it's like it, it actually that is my point. But yeah, you know Simon's what, hey, Janelle, Janelle
1: you might, you might be, you might be something, Janelle, because this is leading up to a question I was going to ask you about the post-fight uh, interview you had, not calling out Earl Spence. You think maybe uh he felt some of those shots he was taking, and maybe you're right. Maybe Bomack was uh, telling him how, how displeased he was with him taking some of those shots that's in that fight. That's exactly why what I he did about not call week. out
2: Earl Spence at the end. I think, I doubt Crawford gave himself an A last night. I bet you he probably gave him even lower grade than I gave him last night. I don't think he was completely satisfied with his performance last night. I don't think so. I think he knew that he was walking into too many I shots. Agree. I will guarantee that he gave him even lower than the B. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. You watch tape that actually be like, okay, damn. I'm not going to hit too much. Uh, this is not supposed to happen. I can guarantee you. Now, Willie, you buying my conspiracy
0: theory
1: about Janelle's uh, observation of the fight with uh, Crawford getting tagged so much and getting yelled at by Bomack about how much he's getting tagged, that being the underlying reason why he didn't call out Spence? Maybe he's like, damn, I take some shots of Benavidez. I might not be ready for Spence. I might have to pump the brakes. No.
2: No. Oh, I believe he feels like he's ready but on the same note I don't think he was satisfied with himself last night I think he wants Spence he wants Spence but I just don't think that I just believe that he still like okay damn that wasn't my best performance that wasn't like one of my top performances because I, I get hit a lot
1: yeah yeah maybe like well uh, I guess I guess a, a good uh, conspiracy theory for a try if you're not a Crawford fan or something like that I, yeah you know it might be it might be some material for some people thinking that maybe that's why he didn't call out Smith after the fight. You ain't buying it though, huh, Willie?
0: Uh, No, I mean, no, I don't buy it. I think he was just told what to say and he just followed the rules. But if somebody says that, I can't, you know, that they, if there's an argument to be made for that. You know, that's something you can throw out there. I don't buy it, but it's not crazy. Maybe he felt that. But I doubt you're not thinking you're not thinking that quick. You're like, man, I was getting touched by him. Maybe I don't want this, you know. I doubt that. No.
2: Hey, that guy that fucking won that UFC heavyweight fight the other day when they all they asked him about, um, oh, is he ready for DC? He was like, no, I'm not ready for DC. You're not with my gas tank right now. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly he was. so fuck what you talking about. <laughs> and he was, and he was so right. The way he got gas so quick and that punch that he knocked him out with, it, it was just a. It was just one of those shots that, okay, it's all I got left, and I'm just going to toss it out there. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those shots. And, I mean, he knew his cardio wasn't ready for D.C. It's like, come on, fighters know this. Uh, fighters know at the end of the fight. I mean, I'm not saying that the felt like that, but if it, if fighters do know. It's like fighters always say sometimes, okay, I got to work on this, I got to work on that, I got to work on that. Uh, Shakur mentioned also after his first knockout, he mentioned I'm going to work on some things. I mean, it's what it is. I mean, it, 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 it just uh, Yeah, definitely. Good segue,
1: too, leading up to Shakur Stevenson. Uh, he was in a fight yesterday that was supposed to be uh, a tougher fight than expected where they could get him some rounds. You know, he's fighting a veteran guy about 35 years of age, I believe, uh, uh, Burrell, Simone, uh, Simon, actually, whatever it is. But, you know, he, he, he was really in over his head. You know what time it is when there's a 35-year-old guy coming into a showcase bout with a young Olympian like Shakur Stevenson at the age of only 21. Um, you know, uh, it, it's uh, it, it's something definitely that was, uh, you know what you're signing up for, you know what they're doing with this kid. And uh, good luck. we never been stopped before, but yesterday got taken out of there uh, fairly easy. That's the best thing you can hope for as a fighter. Janelle, you could attest to this being uh, in the uh, combat sports game. The best thing to have, it is to go into a fight. Um, everyone goes in there with a couple of nags, nagging injuries, and things like that. But uh, if you're not going in there with anything serious and you're walking out without taking any damage, that's the best thing you can hope for as a fighter. And Shakur Stevenson did that yesterday, taking absolutely no damage and dishing out some heavy hands, uh, knocking down old boy and stopping him with a huge hook that got over the chin. And it seemed like it grazed him. If he could have got him a little bit closer, uh, just a little bit closer. It could have been uh, one of those lights out knockouts because you know he was still uh, aware of his surroundings and, and things like that when he uh, the fight got called off. But it wasn't no situation where it's face down, ass up, or anything like that. So uh, game of inches, is what we say in football, but in boxing, you know, you know, inches away from a really lights out hook, <laughs> right hand or left hand. I, I can't remember which one it was, but it was a hook for sure over the top, and uh, it was right hand, I believe, and uh, got rid of old boy. Um, you know, Willa, I I cringe sometimes when it comes to these uh, showcase bouts that boxing has, or uh, you could say all combat sports for that matter. When it's a young superstar getting in there with the old guy, who, you know, it's a uh, yeah. To use a, a a a terminology or an analogy for a different type of sport, I know baseball ain't really the biggest sport for for us three. Uh, but like the Oakland A's and the wild card playing against the New York Yankees, that's $200 million bats over there on the New York side, and the Oakland A's just got guys who are just barely making it in the bigs coming from farm leagues and this and that who ain't really making that much money and stuff. I look at showcase fights like what we've seen yesterday between Simon and And uh, I'm going to call him Simon because it sounds funny, like if Seattle Simon got his ass whipped by Shakur Stevenson, so we'll use it as we'll call him Simon. Uh, But, I mean, I always cringe when I see these guys getting ready for bouts because you know what time it is and you know what's going to happen. Well, uh, a hell of a performance by Shakur Stevenson. He did everything that I said that a fighter would want to accomplish. So A-plus from me going to Shakur Stevenson. What do you think about that fight that happened yesterday? that was a pretty damn good uh, undercard to Terrence Bud
0: Crawford and Jose Benavidez. Well, I I would have to – I'm going to disagree with you a little bit. Um, I went into this fight thinking that Shakur Stevenson had a hard time uh, getting older guys out of there, getting grown men out of there. Um, You know, just like him, just like I guard Ryan Garcia – just like a lot of these young eighteen twenty one to twenty one twenty two year old fighters that are coming up, you know they have a hard time getting these guys out of here, and for him to do that, I thought that was a big thought that was a big move um it was a showcase per se, but this guy was coming on I think he only had two losses like you said he 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 was never slept, so they they weren't planning on that to happen um so I think that was a good. I think that was great that he got to show that he can finish one of these old guys. Uh, he 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 is getting his grown men's strength, and so uh, unlike the uh, the bouncers that were out there in Omaha, you know he he was able to finish this you know, this guy out. Uh, finish this guy. Finish this guy off, and and I think that was a good thing. So I, I'm gonna give him an A plus for his performance. Uh, we didn't get to see much, but he dropped him. Um, got the crowd hype, shouted out, said Terence Crawford about the whoop Benavidez ass. I think after the fight, got the crowd hype. Um, that was a good thing. I, you know, even though it was a showcase, I don't think this is what they really had planned and what they were looking for. That was a, a total surprise. I was very surprised. I was pleasantly surprised that he was able to get him out of there.
1: But no, yeah, I, I know that. I, I'm with you. I, I'm not saying that. You know that. The expectation was for that guy to get his ass whipped. Now, did it come a lot sooner than expected? Probably so. But I'm not I'm not knocking Shakur or anything like that or even past performances because he looked really good regardless if it was a four-round bout or things like that, how we've seen him coming on. Because we even uh, alluded to the Ramirez fight that happened at the Save Center. And you remember the one Gabriel uh, G-Squad uh, uh, Flores from over in Stockton who was in a fight with another grown man, and he's only an 18-year-old kid. And he got dropped, so um, you know I, that, that shit can happen. But yeah, that's the, the most guy I was part, talking
0: about. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's the that's the guy that I was missing last week. That's the guy who saw. He was he is eighteen years old, right? He was the youngest yeah, ever a signed, young kid. right? Yeah,
1: yeah, he signed with Top Rank at sixteen years of age, so he's the youngest ever professionally signed. Uh, and he's really good. He's got some good skills with him, you know. But I man, you know, hey, everybody gets caught. He got up and did good, so. Um, but yeah, that kind of shit can happen. But for the most part, those older guys in fights with these young stars though, yeah, you know that the basically the promotion throwing meat in the lion's den, so to speak. So and we all know how that works, man, you know. Everyone wanna get some competition and shit like that when you got old guys trying to um, you know, have a good ending to their career and maybe get that one big last chance against a young star the old Rocky movie ending, but that shit more likely than not does not go down that way. So I was just, you know, a little cringeworthy for the guy getting in the ring 35 years of age. You know damn well this ain't going to be no Buster Douglas moment. It's just not happening with Shakur Stevenson. Um, nothing nothing much for that guy moving about this fight, but uh, whatever. Uh, Janelle. If uh, you want to comment on Shakur Stevenson, maybe you've seen him uh, taking a little bit too much damage like you've seen Crawford <laughs> taking a few too many punches. Uh, your, your your thoughts on the Shakur Stevenson fight where we're going to call him Simon, the guy that he knocked out in the first round.
2: I, I mean, Well, Shakur, of course, the guy, I, 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 I mean, the guy was 21, but he's like, he's fucking 14 years old. He looks young as hell. I mean, I mean, of course, as young as Chris, of course he got to work on some things. I saw him not bringing his feet sometimes with him when he was punching. I saw um he wasn't tight enough, but again, he's still young, still young in his career. I don't want him to move him so fast. Uh, I mean, he's definitely a future star, but he got mm-hmm. to work on, of course. uh get tighter. He wasn't always bringing his feet with him when he was uh, uh punching coming forward. But of course, the guy is young. Of course, I got a lot of years um um uh, yep. to um uh, sharpen up. And it's gonna happen. And with Andre Ward as his manager, I mean, I, I mean, it's sky's the limit. Because Andre Ward, I I got a technical genius. Of course, he's gonna uh, correct the guy, and you know, which is gonna happen. I mean, I, I can't be too critical of a prospect like that. Of course, but he's high, I mean, he's held to a higher standard because he's pound, pound number one. So, oh, for sure. Um, I mean, um, he's held to a higher standard, of course. But you I mean. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was okay. the. I I, I, I was definitely surprised with the front knockout because I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting him to really have a fight on his hands and to really have to uh, uh, dig down. So uh, that was definitely surprising. But, hey, that's assessment. Yeah, the, yeah, the sure. guy. You know, I'm he does, he does look like
1: a kid. He does look like a kid like we mentioned, but... I think he looked like he's getting bigger though. His physique looked like he's he's starting to get he's starting to get his uh yeah, bigger
2: man's. He he looks I he looked more of
0: noticeably his face. bigger to me yesterday.
2: I guess more of his face is what I was looking at like like why I guy I mean I, 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 I mean, the guy looks young as hell.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, hey, he did his work, I mean and uh, uh with his counterpart that was on the uh pretty much the main event of ESPN Plus being on the app, which was with Michaela Mayer, uh, also from that 2016 Rio Olympic team. Um, Willa, I watched it. As I mentioned, I was at the bar watching the uh, Miami game, but I had a partner who uh, was there with me and uh, with their uncle and all that good stuff. So, you know, we put the app on the phone and had the fight going on um, right in the handheld, uh, uh iPhone X and all that good stuff. So I had a good view of the fight while I was watching the game at the same time. But um man, Michaela Mayer went in there and she did really good. I was uh I was really impressed with what I seen with her. First time she's gone eight rounds, but she said she felt really good, um and felt like she could go about uh fifteen if if it was needed for. Um but Michaela Mayer taxing this girl all night Dropped her in the seventh round and damn near finished her um, oh. over in the, uh, um, finished her in, the, or almost finished her in the eighth round. Um, you know, it, it was getting to that point, but she was able to hang in there. And um, really impressed with the performance of Michaela Mary. She's been having really good performances. This is her fifth fight, as I mentioned last time, fifth fight of the year. She's only got eight bouts on her professional record, so. I would say she had three fights last year. I'm not good at math, but that seems correct to me. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but she had five fights this year. staying very busy, man. Um, hey, it was for the uh, it was for the vacant uh, NABF super featherweight title in the women's division, and which she picked up the strap. Get the strap hashtag for Fifty Cent. With that one, she did what she had to do against Vanessa Bradford, and I mean, I can't say it enough. Every time I see her, she has a better performance. And partners that I was with that was watching the fight at the same time said, oh, you know, th- that woman is more than just a pretty face and high heels when she's uh, uh, at the promotional events and all that good stuff. A lot of technique, good uh, good fundamental sounds, and uh, some really good pop with the right hand that she has. It's really sniper-like coming down the pipe, and it seems to give every female problems when they get in the ring with Michaela Mayer. Um uh, I give her an A performance, a solid. Now, you know, I'm gonna give her an A plus performance, even though she didn't get the stoppage. I give her an A plus performance, being um, as as fair as I could be. Um, complete shutout, doing some good things, putting punches together. Her best shots at sometimes of the fight were the third and fourth punch, which was thrown instead of the first and second. So that lets you know that she's throwing punches in bunches and putting combinations together. Um, Hey Willa, as I said before, skills pay the bills in the fly high heels. From Michaela Mayer, she looked really good yesterday. I don't know if you were able to uh, see that fight by chance.
0: Oh no, I was not able to get there in time to see the fight. I did see the highlights. Glad um, she got to put in some rounds. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to check it out to give a, a great input on it.
1: Oh, for sure. But you did see her at the way in though, so. That was looking good, I imagine so and I
0: hope you didn't stay too long. No, no, yeah. She was looking good at the weigh in everything, uh you know, hey, she's good for the sport. I'm glad uh there were other boxers there. Uh I guess um her other fellow Olympic women's boxing boxing guy uh professionals were out there. So hey man, she's good oh, for yeah. the she sport. Was, she was looking she shit. Yeah, I wish her I wish her well. Um and yeah, we'll see much more of her if I, if uh, what is it? Where we? In? October, November, December. She might. She might try to get six in. I
1: know. Yeah. Since Bob Aaron's really keeping it busy. It seems like she gets a month uh, of preparation right after and gets back to work. So, yeah. Um, you know, uh, getting ready to wrap it up here. Getting ready to wrap it up here, though. Uh, Janelle, any final thoughts you got before me and Willis close this whole show out here? I want to thank you for coming. By the way. Nope, well, guess not. Don't be like Odell Beckham and and uh, alienize, or alienate me and Willa your teammates. But, Willa, hey, we said we want to get out of here at 4, 4 o'clock being my time, 6 o'clock being your time, getting ready for this uh, big showdown I think we're going to have with the Patriots and Chiefs. Um, That's going to be a hell of a game. How you see that one going out, Willa? And uh, what, you, what you got going on while we get up out of here, man?
0: Oh, man, um, I got nothing much going on, man. I'm about to relax. I went hard last night, woke up early, you know, had the life life flash before my eyes. So, you know, I'm a little tired, a little run down. I'm about to you know, go get some probably some fried chicken, probably Popeye's. I'm feeling Popeye today. Maybe yeah. some fried chicken or shit. Eat, eat a lot, man. Put something in the wind. That's about it, man. And watch uh watch these Patriots and uh, K C do battle, hopefully uh Watkins. I need Watkins and White to shine. And uh I'll be alright this week. I'll probably I'll be at two and four, which is pretty bad in fantasy.
1: Oh man. Well I think you'll be I think you'll be all right I think you'll be alright with James White. James White is getting some numbers and I think I think uh Patriots gonna I think Patriots gonna humble the Chiefs a little bit today. So we'll see how that the whole thing goes down. Uh, with Josh Gordon getting more playing time in the system and all that and getting more acclimated and with all the skill set he has. And obviously, you know, I'm a Tom Brady guy. He's my quarterback on my fantasy league, in which I'm 4-1 looking into to get 5-1 and one after this dogfight I got going on today. But um, that's it, man. I want to thank everybody for coming on with us. good time, getting the show started, um, and uh, going to enjoy this Sunday. Will, I advise you get whatever the hell you want, man. Yeah, whatever kind of food you desire, dessert, all that good stuff, because I'm glad that everything is okay, and you're here with us today, even after that scare on your flight back home. Um, blessings on blessings on blessings, my brother. Glad to have you here. And um, I'll be looking that much more forward to the show coming on Wednesday because it's always a blessing talking to you guys. I love you guys out here on the Outsiders Boston Podcast and those that are listening. So speaking for myself from the San Joaquin area, Central California, Willa Wilson from over in Houston, Texas, being our southern man, and then going out to Janelle over on the East Coast of the things. Until we come back on Wednesday, folks, we'll be where well, we're supposed to be on time, and we're gonna keep it uh, uh, we're gonna keep it real as we always do. We're gonna see what's going on with everything in the wild world of boxing moving forward. A whole lot of speculations going on about Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Boner, and all this good stuff. I'm sure Willa and I will talk about it coming up ahead. But I want to thank you all for joining us. Rate, share, subscribe uh, to the podcast. Give us uh, your thoughts and opinions. We appreciate them all, good or bad. But I'm RC, speaking for my man Willa and Janelle. Thank you all. Have a good night. Enjoy your evening and make the Monday better than it was from the Monday that started the week. Outside this boxing podcast, folks. We out of here.
2: Mama, I love you, four, 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 P.O.P, all the time. Four, 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 four,